Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. 877-GO-LATHEM. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. Well, I don't think blustery even begins to describe the kind of weather that we experienced in the past 24 hours' time, and I'm afraid it's not improving a lot today, five minutes after 5 o'clock on a Wednesday morning. Fabulous farm day, Pam Yankee. Glad to be along with you. I wish I had better news as far as weather. It is going to be a little bit more sunny today than it was yesterday and not quite as cool. 52 are expected high today. Winds are definitely settling down today out of the west, 8 to 15 miles an hour. Uh, slight chance of showers may be redeveloping this afternoon into the evening. Overnight lows down to 36. Tomorrow, cloudy skies and cooler, 45 are expected high. On Friday, sunshine but still chilly, 45 degrees. We'll have Stumacher Ag Meteorologist weather details on the way. You know, this weather is not helping us with regard to our attitude either. It's not only compounding the harvest of uh, 2019 as far as Are we getting the crop dried down? Are the field conditions halfway decent? But it mentally tires you out to constantly be battling overcast gray skies and wet weather. Tomorrow, there is going to be a special event in Cincinnati that focuses in on mental health and how you can uh, pay attention to changes in somebody's behavior that is a sign they're having some struggles. And then tomorrow night, they're going to have a special gala to raise not only awareness, but hopefully a little money down in uh, Barneveld to try to help bring the community together in support of their farmers and their agribusiness partners. Chris Marion is going to tell us more about that after 5.30. Before 6 o'clock, catching up with our friends from Compere Financial. You've got to start thinking about 2020, and crop insurance is one of those elements that is so critical. Lucas Conmi is going to be joining us with some of the changes for crop insurance 2020 you need to be aware of. Stick around. One of the area's top producers of fresh produce continues to grow. Gums Farms is now hiring for their packing shed and field. These are seasonal, full-time, with potential full-year-round employment. If you have a passion for agriculture and want to learn from a locally-owned and seasoned producer, visit gumsfarmswi.com for an application. Gums Farms is looking for forklift operators and stackers. Find out more. Visit gumzfarmswi.com. Gums Farms. Growing for the future. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual, the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, now sells industrial hemp insurance. With decades of experience in agriculture, protect your hemp operation with leaders in the field. Visit RuralMutual.com slash farm. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Josh Scramlin here on the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, and Wisconsin's Farm Technology Days will be held at Hunsinger Farms in Eau Claire County in 2020. And, uh, Scott, that's in your guys' neck of the woods. You've got the full package for us up there. It really is in our neck of the woods, the next tool. It also was recently announced that the Farm Tech Days will be held at Real Acres in Clark County. But in between, that's in 2021, there won't be a Farm Technology Days for the first time since 1954. The Wisconsin Farm Technology Days Board recently announced that it decided to not hold the 2021 show, which the state organization was planning at the Jefferson County Fair Park. 
Wisconsin Farm Technology Day's Executive Director Matt Gluen uh, talked with me about the original planning for that 2021 show and what went into the board's decision to cancel its plans and whether the ever-evolving show might ever be at a permanent or a non-farm site. Well, the, the 21 show was scheduled to be held at the Jefferson County Fair Park. Uh, the reason that it was is we did not have a county in 2021 that was interested in hosting the show. And that will likely be the case in a, another year uh, in the near future because we just don't have as many counties that are capable of hosting the show as we once did. But uh, due to the fact that the, the show at the, in Je- that was hosted by Jefferson County eight miles away from the fairgrounds had such a disappointing turnout, uh, we really had a lot of exhibitors start questioning the validity of holding the show in the in the near vicinity. Uh, the other thing is uh, the exhibitors were also telling us when you can't hold the show on a farm like we've always done it, uh, you can't have a farm tour, we're really questioning if we're going to get the kind of crowd that we need to have given all the expenses that we incur uh, exhibiting at a show. So after, like you said, a very, very long and hard discussion, uh, the executive committee just made a decision that um, we would be better off uh, uh, just simply canceling that show, given all the uncertainties that are in place. And obviously, some of the things surround the whole economic status of agriculture right now, but uh, that's kind of the way it happened. Had to be, had to be challenging, and it's... It'll be the first time in, well, in the history since 54, right? Uh, right. There's been a show every year since 1954. Uh, one, of the, one of the really good things that, that I see from a, from a general manager perspective is we have two shows coming up in 2020 and 2022 in parts of the state that have historically had very, very strong shows. And our exhibitors know that. They're excited about coming to the Eau Claire and Clark County shows. Uh, it makes me feel a lot better having those shows on deck than if we were going to uh, a county where there was less history, uh, harder to get to, all those things like we have in the Eau Claire and the Clark County shows. So that took care of that worry that there's a hollow year here, one without. Well, it sure made it a lot easier to swallow because you always have the concern that once an exhibitor uh, skips a year because the show isn't held, that they'll kind of lose interest or for whatever reason won't come back. Well, we really expect the Clark show to be a big show in 2022, irregardless if there's a show the year before or not. How far into the planning was the Jefferson County group it, it had to be done now. The decision had to be done now to put the brakes on things. It couldn't wait. Well, uh, a lot of people don't realize that the show at the Jefferson County Fair was not going to be hosted by Jefferson County. Uh, this was going to be a show that was essentially run by the state board. So uh, myself and our commercial exhibits coordinator and a couple other people had probably spent almost a year in preparation kind of laying the groundwork uh, all the way from how do you uh, cite the exhibitors at the show to how will the electrical infrastructure work to what groups are going to do the parking so we were a year down that 
uh, down that road already. The, the two things that really pushed it is we were needing to uh, lease land for parking and lease land for field demos, and we really needed to make a commitment on that relatively soon. So uh, given that fact, uh, the board really had to decide yes or no now. They couldn't wait a year to make that decision. And, and it really, uh, I think, uh, kind of puts people's minds at ease. I think we had a lot of exhibitors saying, we don't really want to go back there. Uh, and now they, you know, they don't have to worry about that anymore. They won't need to come back. It almost gives you pause to a chance to step back and re-gear almost in some respects or not? Well, let me say that the whole consolidation in agriculture uh, and kick that in with the toughest times agriculture have had in the last 30 years, uh, we know all farm shows are struggling. Uh, Most farmers are not really excited to go to a show and see all the things they can't possibly afford or purchase. And so it's not just us, it's, it's every farm show around the country. Uh, I think most farm shows recognize that things are happening and changing really, really fast. Uh, we get lots of questions like, are you going to have a permanent site? Might you go to every other year? And I tell people there isn't anything that's not on the table. Uh, I think shows that are going to survive and, and go on and thrive are going to address the changes that have happened and and proactively meet them. And I'm not really sure what that's all going to look like. I don't think anybody knows. But one thing I do know is we'll be constantly evolving and changing. Will that evolution and change necessarily involve, do you think it's been put on the back burner, the idea now for a while at least, of a permanent site or a non-farm site? I wouldn't say that. I don't think there's anything off the table. I think that we're going to continue to look for opportunities uh, that might be off-farm sites simply because we know there are not enough counties in Wisconsin to host the show uh, that that simply have the numbers of people in agriculture, uh, the farm infrastructure, the agribusiness infrastructure to, to put on a show. Uh, there's probably only 20 to 25 counties that could do that. And so uh, we're going to need to probably look for some off-farm sites. Um, We had a a pretty large meeting with some of our bigger exhibitors, and I said, where should we look for an off-farm site? They said, any any place through the center of the state. So that's pretty wide open, but it makes sense geographically. 66 years. There has been a lot of evolution already to meet the different changes that has kept farm technology thriving. That's my assessment. Do you have that same feeling? There have been. Uh, they've been gradual, so people don't all notice them. Uh, interestingly, uh, uh, the county that I worked in as ag agent, Calumet, hosted the show in 93. And uh, just a few months ago, I pulled out the old map of Ten City, and I was astonished to see it was probably only 70% the size of Tent City today. So someplace between 93 and now, we've added a whole lot of exhibitors. Uh, whether that will continue, uh, consolidation is happening in agribusiness, just like it's happening in the farm sector. Uh, so, you know, who knows what's going to happen, but you're absolutely right. Uh, we're going to continue to see change. And 
for now again, no show in 2021, but we're not letting off the throttle heading into Clark County, are we? Uh, no, and we uh, have an absolutely uh, fabulous farm to host the show on. Uh, you know, you get in this part of the state and you see some just beautiful farmland and beautiful farms. And we're going to be on one of the, the neatest-looking farms, uh, just uh, 600 acres of the kind of ground that any farmer would kill for, beautiful livestock, uh, a dairy operation. Uh, I think it'll be a great show. All right, thanks. That's Matt Gluen, the executive director of Wisconsin Farm Technology Days on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. I'm Scott Schultz. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Come on, you don't want to be in Wisconsin come January. Why don't you join me? I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke, and we're headed for Costa Rica and Panama, January 4th through the 13th. What a great way to start calendar year 2020, and what a great tour to teach us more about the culture, the beauty, and the agriculture in Costa Rica and Panama. We'll fly into San Jose, Costa Rica, for the beginning of our trip, and then investigate agriculture there. That includes coffee production as well as dairy production. Of course, there's a lot of natural beauty we'll enjoy in Costa Rica, including Arenal Volcano National Park and Monte Verde Cloud Forest Reserve. Then it's on our way to Panama, where we'll literally go from the Pacific Ocean to the Atlantic Ocean, courtesy of the canal. And we'll also get a chance to visit with the indigenous population just outside of Panama City. Find more at HolidayVacations.com, keyword camp, and view the special online video presentation. Or call 800-826-2266. Madison Area Crime Stoppers needs your help. We are seeing an increase in burglaries, theft from autos, and vehicle thefts all around Dane County. The burglary trends include items taken from open garages while people are working in the yard or inside the house, homes being entered through an unlocked door while residents are home or away, home video cameras show suspects checking common locations in which keys are placed like top of door frames, under rocks, or doormats, entry into underground parking facilities to target cars or storage units. The theft from auto trends include unlocked vehicles being rifled through and items taken, locked vehicles having car windows smashed out to take items of value that are in plain view. The vehicle theft trends include vehicles are stolen when keys are left inside the car. When entry is made to the home, the burglars take keys and steal the car. Consider locking up to prevent these crimes of opportunity and look out for your neighbors. And remember, if you see activity that seems suspicious, report your observations to Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. If the incidents are occurring now, call 911. Crowing at the crack of dawn, this is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 520 now and time to catch up with Stu Mucker, ag meteorologist on the weather that we're looking forward to today. Man, oh man, buddy, I'll tell you, if you didn't have things nailed down in a lot of our listening area last night, it's probably in another county as we get started this morning. Good news is, at least, it seems like this wind is going to die down and maybe, just maybe, a chance of sunshine today. That would be welcome, wouldn't it? Sunshine sounds like excellent news, Pam. You know, if there's anything positive to say about this, after all the rain we've had, that wind yesterday, without that rain, think of the dust storm there would have been. 
All right, that's playing it light. We've got way too much moisture. We need to dry things out. We'll get some of the sun today, but the next low is already building in from the west. That next system stays off to the south, but will be near enough that I think as we look at the afternoon, scattered showers develop a tenth of an inch or less, just not a whole lot of rain. We don't need any more, so that's probably not the worst of news. That low pulls away and rain ends. We'll get another shot, even a little clearing late tonight. It's more so on toward Thursday. Thursday and Friday that sun returns. I'll go so far as to say Saturday ought to stay mostly sunny. And through the time period, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, will slowly warm up, heading back up more to a normal level. Mid-50s normal by Saturday. We ought to be in that neighborhood. A nice change, a much more comfortable air mass in store. Absolutely everything we need to see. We could use a couple of weeks of that warmer, drier condition right now. And as much as I'd like to say that's what the forecast holds, oh, unfortunately, to wrap up the weekend or even the mid part, late Saturday night into Sunday, a slight chance of a little rain holds on, and the temperatures will stay a little cooler again into early next week. We can't quite seem to break away from this damp and then cool weather, but that again sounds an awful lot like autumn, and we are in the later part of October now heading toward November. Have to expect the days getting shorter, but it's just not going to warm up as much and unfortunately it seems pretty unsteady with those rain chances coming and going as we make our way on even toward next week i'll have all those forecast details right after this your local fs is member owned and that means when you buy our flagship brands like fs envision and fs high soy you're actually buying seed from yourself and you wouldn't sell yourself anything but the best would you in field after field fs brands are out yielding the competition Talk to your local FS crop specialist about Envision corn or high soy soybean seed today. At harvest, you'll be glad you did. Envision and high soy are available exclusively at your local FS member company. When you're in for improving your energy efficiency, Wisconsin is in for growing your farm's energy savings. Focus on energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the tools to grow their farm's energy efficiency and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today. Call 888-947-7828 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. Of course, we'll have a little sun, call it partly sunny early, but clouds develop in the afternoon, a few scattered showers. Oh, about the low 50s, 51 in the south, west winds at 5 to 15. That chance of a shower early, clouds then clearing, becoming partly cloudy overnight. Mid-30s, the northwest winds at 5 to 10. Like I've said, this afternoon or tonight, a tenth of an inch of rain or less. That's all there is to it. Come Thursday, mostly sunny skies. We'll be at about 48 or so, northwest winds at 5 to 10, mostly sunny Friday, more likely pushing up around 50 with the west winds at 5, Saturday looking a whole lot nicer, sunny mid-50s, and those southwest winds about 5 to 10. So a little sun pan, make sure you can enjoy it quickly this morning, otherwise hold out your hopes for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and as those temperatures warm up, hopefully some of the moisture we've been really dealt with gets a chance to start to dry out a little bit, drying out those soils slowly but surely and of course that's a better sign when we think of getting combines out in those soybeans and the corn crop we need more of that drying let's hope the forecast is going to hold that once we make our way on toward at least the mid part of next week so there you have it a little sun and not quite so breezy 
Thank you, Stu. Have a great Wednesday. Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist, with the weather details you're looking for. Coming up after 5.30, it's a conversation we've had far too much on the radio and in farm circles this year. Farmer suicides. The numbers keep going up in Wisconsin, and that impacts not only the individual, but their family, their community, their agribusiness providers. Tomorrow, there's a great event happening in Cincinnati to try to help people identify the signs of that farmer's stress, and a very special event in Barneville tomorrow night to not only raise awareness, but also raise a little money. Chris Marion is going to be joining us after 5.30 with the Southwestern Wisconsin Community Action Program to explain not only how you can enjoy it, but how you can get involved helping us raise money for it. Stay tuned after 5.30. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Welcome to the Middleton Farmers Cooperative, powered locally since 1928. Your cooperative, serving the community with two Senex convenience stores, Do It Best Hardware Center, Feed Mill offering Vita Plus products, Agronomy Center, and Blue Dolphin Car Washes. Become a member today. Visit us on Pleasant View Road or University Avenue in Middleton or online at middletoncoop.com. Be our neighbor. Become a member. The Middleton Farmers Cooperative, your cooperative. Stop by the Do It Best Center in Middleton and check out our expanded selection of rental equipment. Aerators, stump grinders, edgers, and much, much more for your lawn and home fall projects. Check out our rentals on our website, middletoncoop.com. Be our neighbor. Become a member. The Middleton Farmers Cooperative, your cooperative. Are you fairly fit but would love a little edge up? Are you entering middle age with a slowing metabolism and weak core? MSculpt may be your answer. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie is proud to be one of the first clinics in the area to offer this new muscle building technology called MSculpt. It's approved for building and toning abs, arms, butt, thighs, and calves. MSculpt works. One 30-minute treatment can be equivalent to 20,000 crunches or 20,000 squats. It's safe, effective, and painless with virtually no downtime. Sound too good to be true? Visit Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie to learn more. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need new windows. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 years and 80 minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision. With the huge swing in temperatures from below zero to the upper 90s, Ganser Company has the only window made for Wisconsin climate. Infinity Windows from Marvin offer a lifetime warranty. Bring on the ice, wind, and the heat. Infinity Windows don't warp, crack, or fade like vinyl windows. Call today, 608-222-1243. Or stop into our showroom and see the Infinity Window Experience. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple. Dancer, that's the answer. 
There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. And of course, they've got the bling bling, the shine and diamonds, but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days. They may have that traditional feel, that traditional customer service, but they also have the new modern looks of today. Stop in and take a look at their jewelry case. Talk to the staff. Find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create. Go online, goodmansjewelers.com. Someday, everyone will have an energy-efficient tankless water heater and an endless supply of hot water. Benjamin Plumbing is now an A-certified dealer of Renai Tankless Water Heaters, the number one selling tankless water heater in North America. Renai Tankless Water Heaters are up to 40% more efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot all day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Go tankless. Endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Give me the, the the epithet, Bernie, of Saturday. I mean, we talked last week. The only talk topic was would they win by the more than the thirty two points that they were favored by. I never even entertained, never even speculated on a possible loss. Like, uh, what were you thinking when that thing went final on Saturday? I, what was I? Th- I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I mean, you know, it was such a lackadaisical day. It felt like we were just playing so slow not excited. We did the same 10 plays over and over. What do you I, think of the play you know, calling? I thought the play calling was terrible. On the last pick, that was the same play we threw to Ferguson six different times. Yeah. Like, do we have other plays? It, it almost felt like we game plan to – it looked like Northwestern. We game plan like six different running plays and six passing plays, and we stuck with them. Mm-hmm. How many times can you pull those two big monsters in shotgun, you know, give the handoff and have them run outside? And we, we didn't hold the line of scrimmage once for any play the whole day. When it comes to a loss, is that one of the most embarrassing losses in Wisconsin football history? I mean, it's, it's got to be up there just because of the implications for the season. You know, we were, I, I still think we have a small chance, a very small chance of being able to make the playoffs, but that includes winning out. And at this point, I don't know. If you can't beat Illinois, it's going to be a tough game on Saturday. Yeah, I completely. Well, the Badgers are, what, 14-point underdogs right now? Right, Joe? Yep. So let me ask you this. I'm visiting with a former Badger fullback, Matt Bernstein. So uh, to, from the outside looking in, uh, Bernie, it, it, to me, it, it looks like they weren't prepared and they were looking ahead to Ohio State. Now, all the players said after the game, all the coaches said, and I actually went back and looked at some of the quotes from last week because the question was asked about a look at. They all claim no as a guy who played in big games, and I'm sure games that could have been considered look-ahead, I mean, how do you not say 
they weren't ready to play. And, you know, again, I don't want to call these players liars. I mean, if that's what they believe, they believe. But how do you not say that that was a look-ahead game uh, to Ohio State? I, I mean, the way they – I mean, they lost, right? So it does seem like that's a look-ahead game. I, maybe from coaching a coaching standpoint, they were really vanilla. They didn't do anything – like, where was the playbook from Michigan? Like, why are we not using at every weapon to our advantage? Um, you know, and, and then it, each individual, like Jonathan Taylor, didn't play up to where he usually plays. You know, like everyone had mistakes. Um, the O-line, I didn't think, produced. The defense was, was good but not great as they usually are. It just seemed like it was like, let's get in, let's get out as fast as possible. But the problem is you've got to leave with a win. And to lose in that fashion, I bet you Barry Alvarez is Freaking out. I mean, you lost in the fourth quarter. I mean, that is what we never let up a touchdown in the first half. Like, everything went wrong for us. And we should have, let's be real, guys, should we have lost by more? I don't, I'm still, I'm still like upset about that game, Bernie. What did you, as, as a former player and an alum, what did you feel once the clock hit zero? Uh, I was like shell shocked. It's like I watched, like, uh, I don't know, like a car accident. Like, you can't turn away, but. Yeah. You're like, oh my god! I just saw that. Now, when it comes, like I, I, I uh, couldn't believe it. You know, like I, I think we should have lost by more. They had a, a bomb that we just got burnt on, called back. Like we were making mistakes. They made some really stupid mistakes, and we didn't even take advantage of them. So how moving forward then after a loss like that? All right, I don't want to bring up bad memories, and I looked it up, and I remember you saying it last year. I don't, I, I hate to do it to you, but it's it's a bad memory that I'm sure has lingered with you. When you were on the was it 2003? That's when Wisconsin lost to Minnesota last. Besides last year, and then they lost the Axe. What did that feel like in the locker room? Losing the Axe? Yeah. Oh my God! And we also lost it there. So you, we have to fly home after. So you 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 don't want to be around the coaching staff when you lose. And then you have to get on like a tin can aluminum plane with them. And everyone, it's just so depressing. You know, I still think this team has a shot. So if I'm, a co- if I'm one of the coaches, I'm like, listen, guys, we made a huge mistake. I would use more colorful language. Like, we did this. <laughs> you guys didn't play up to your level, but we didn't coach up to the level. We should have pushed you harder. Now it's a new season. We got to win out. Do you guys want to get – are you in – or are you just like, ah, we'll throw it away and we'll go play in the Alamo Bowl? Because they could still, listen, we're the underdogs now. I like being the underdog. And I like, we always go to Ohio State and play well there. So what says we can't do it? This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. All righty, 535 now on a chilly start to a Wednesday morning. couple interesting items for you to consider on this day in history. As far as the national scene's concerned, on this date in history, 2001, Apple announced the first iPod player. (laughs) That was six years after its initial launch, but that's when they started selling it, this date, 2001. And on this date, back in 1921, the Green Bay Packers played their first NFL game. And what happened? They defeated the Minneapolis Marines 7-6. Crowd of about 6,000. They completed their inaugural season in 1921. Three wins, two losses, two ties. And now you know. I'm Pam Yankee. 
Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Wednesday. You know, this is a subject that we have talked about far too often in farming circles, not just this year, but starting in 2018. Farm suicides. The number keeps climbing right here in our state, and those suicides don't impact just that individual. It's their families. It's their community. It's their agribusiness partners. Tomorrow in Cincinnati, they are going to have a farm suicide awareness forum going on all day long. Tomorrow evening in Barneveld, starting at 5.30 p.m., a special gala event that's designed to try to bring people together to recognize the signs in an individual, in a family, and get them the help they need. It's hosted in part by SWCAP, Southwest CAP. Southwestern Wisconsin Community Action Program. Chris Marion and I talked about the event and why this conversation has gotten to be so dominant in farm circles. We know that suicides have increased 40% just in Wisconsin um, since the year 2000. And they're highest among men age 45 to 54, and they're largely in rural areas. So um, but nationally, the farmer suicide rate is two and a half times the population. So um, no surprise, we're in a downturn that's lasted a long time and stress is high. And we're trying to help people, even people not involved in agriculture, uh, look for these signs. You've got some excellent speakers that are coming up on Thursday, October 24th. Tell me about them. Yeah, so uh, there's actually an all-day mental health summit happening. It's Cincinnati on the 24th. That starts at 9. Um, Amazing speakers. And then that night, we're having the Southwest Cap Gala at Deer Valley. That starts at 5.30. And the speakers there are going to be the Hennemans. Um, Phil and Julie uh, lost a son on their farm to suicide several years back, and they've made this pretty amazing public service announcement Part of the money we're raising is to get their video on television um, so that people can recognize the signs. And, yeah, I mean, it's pretty basic uh, when people are talking about wanting to die or being a burden, if they're sleeping too much or too little, if they're expressing that they're feeling under stress, if you see more alcohol or drugs being used, if they withdraw um, or mood swings, that is the time to to reach out to them, be a listening ear, and and uh, maybe give them a hotline number. Mm-hmm. Now, Southwest Wisconsin's really tried to spearhead this, not just by assisting in hosting the gala event after the day-long seminar, but you have actually selected different people from the community to keep this conversation going regardless of events. Why such a passion to work on this? Well, I think that the, the fact is that when our farmers are not doing well, we're not doing well as a community. We're ag communities here in southwest Wisconsin, and the, the wear and tear on our mental health is starting to show in our schools. Um, southwest CAP did a needs assessment this year, and we found that between 16 and 19 percent of high school students um, have seriously considered suicide in the last 12 months. That's a crazy high number. Um, 16% of our Medicare population say that they are suffering from depression. So we need to come around our neighbors and offer um, some help. And what's interesting is in rural places, we don't really have as many mental health care providers as you might in more urban areas. So what Southwest CAP is doing is 
trying to empower people, do a lot of trainings, um, and create some groups where lay people can actually begin the process of engaging um, people who are approaching crisis in some conversation. Chris Marion, she is one of the concerned folks that's involved with the Southwest Wisconsin Community Action Program. They are hosting an informational forum in Cincinnati tomorrow and also a special gala event starting at 5.30 p.m. at Deer Valley Lodge Resort in Barneville. Uh, They are going to be raising awareness and raising some money at that. Like I said, these are just startling informational statistics if you take a look at them and how Wisconsin agriculture has been impacted. Remember, farmers face isolation, lack of mental health providers in their community, but ready access to firearms. So a lot of reasons to keep involved in this conversation. And tomorrow, both the seminar in Cincinnati and the special event in Barneveld, two ways you can do just that. It's coming up on 541. One of the area's top producers of fresh produce continues to grow. Gums Farms is now hiring for their packing shed and field. These are seasonal, full-time, with potential full-year-round employment. If you have a passion for agriculture and want to learn from a locally-owned and seasoned producer, visit gumsfarmswi.com for an application. Gums Farms is looking for forklift operators and stackers. Find out more. Visit gumsfarmswi.com. Gums Farms. Growing for the future. What do you think? We're going to have rain. We're going to have snow. We're going to have decent ground for the fall harvest. Whatever you're going to face, be ready for it. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here from my buddies at McFarland, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City, just off Highway 12. Real easy to find. And I'll tell you what, when you make your way into McFarland's where everything's all under one roof, if you're looking for assistance when it comes to the harvest, walk straight through the store back to the farm department. That's where the boys will be able to help you out. Whether it's a part that you need to make sure something's going to run smoothly or you're looking at new or used farm equipment, they're there to help you out. Remember, they specialize in the Agco product lines. They've got Massey's. They've got Kubotas. Whatever you're looking at, the staff at McFarland's can help you out. And remember, the farm department specifically has years of service. So whether it's new or used, tractors, combines, or short-line equipment, McFarland's is ready to help you all under one roof. Check it out. McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City, just off Highway 12. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming in this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. So whether you're just starting out or on your way to building a legacy, we're here for you and wishing you a safe and bountiful harvest. Learn more at Compere.com. Trademarks of Compere Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. 543 on the clock. Hey, stick around. Steve Craker from Focus on Energy is coming up before 6. We've got a couple programs that farmers might really be looking at this fall, specifically if you've got a lot of wet grain that you're looking at drying down. Stick around. He's up in a moment. Markets yesterday actually rebounded right on the tail end of trading. Nothing dramatic, but at least on the positive side of the margin. December corn closed three quarters of a cent higher at 388. March corn was up a half at $4. November soybeans were up three quarters of a cent at 934. January beans closed penny and a half higher at 948 and a quarter. Now wheat was not that fortunate. December wheat down five and a half at 518. July wheat closed four and a quarter cents lower at 533 and a half. On Tuesday. Now, the dairy market still remained robust. Barrel cheese was up five and a quarter, two ten and a half. 
40 pound block cheese up three and a quarter at 210 and a quarter, while double A butter closed the day down three cents at 209 a pound. So there you have it. Coming up next, those energy saving tips you're looking for from Focus on Energy. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need new windows. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 years and 80 minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision. With the huge swing in temperatures from below zero to the upper 90s, Ganser Company has the only window made for Wisconsin climate. Infinity Windows from Marvin offer a lifetime warranty. Bring on the ice, wind, and the heat. Infinity Windows don't warp, crack, or fade like vinyl windows. Call today, 608-222-1243, or stop into our showroom and see the Infinity Window Experience. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple. Dancer, that's the answer. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. And of course, they've got the bling bling, the shine and diamonds, but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days. They may have that traditional feel, that traditional customer service, but they also have the new modern looks of today. Stop in and take a look at their jewelry case. Talk to the staff. Find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create. Go online, goodmansjewelers.com. Crowing at the crack of dawn. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Crop insurance, yes, it is that time of the year. We need to start talking about it, and our friends at Compure Financial are ready to assist you. It's time to visit with some of their staff on some of the items we've learned about crop insurance 2019, some of the things that better be on your horizon come 2020. And remember, you can find a Compure Financial agent anywhere in your community. Just go to compure.com, and the locator is right there. So, Lucas, this has gotten to be a very interesting year when it comes to managing our crop insurance. Let's go back to uh, decisions we made back in March. Give me just a quick overview on how you think crop insurance really helped Wisconsin farmers kind of manage their way through this crazy year of 2019 again. Well, Pam, you hit it, uh, hit the nail on the head. It's been a, it's been a wild year. There's been lots of changes, uh, changes happening mid-year, but I think uh, if everyone stuck with their crop insurance plan and they had prevent plant coverage, uh, I, I think for the most part, people recovered. I know, uh, Back in June, when everyone was trying to make those decisions about prevent plant or not prevent plant, there was lots of different ways to look at it. Corn prices were going higher. Uh, there was the MFP payments and all this other political stuff that was going on. So it, it was crazy, but I, I feel pretty good that most most guys made the best farming decision they could at the time. And um, some prevent plant was paid out. Uh, the the feed guys got their feed planted, albeit late. So um, we got some heat units towards the end of the year, so we're hoping uh, – no frost, and we can finish this crop out, and uh, 
we can start looking towards the next year, I guess. You know, the thing is that we have had just kind of craziness all over the state, depending on where you are. Some fields may have gotten planted, but they're not going to turn into much of a crop. Now, how is that all going to play out this fall, Lucas, when it comes to settling up my final payments on uh, the crop insurance side of things? What advice do you have if the weather is going to forbid us to harvest certain areas of a field again? Yeah, so uh, all good questions. Uh, let me let me first touch on quick about what we're hearing for for yields that we um, from different adjusters, different areas. We are hearing that yields are down on the first kind of silage appraisals, down uh, maybe a hundred bushels an acre in northern Illinois, uh, which may be out some of the area, but um, we are seeing a lot of variability, and it's definitely down from last year. Not to be all that surprised with things going in, you know, late compared to normal. But let's say you are out there in your, in your fields and you start the combine rolling or you start shopping and you say, oh, man, something's not right. I don't, I don't think the yield's there. You know what? Call, call your crop insurance person right away. That's the easiest thing to do is call them. Even when you're a combine or you're waiting for a truck or something, text them, call your agent, get the claim open. It's, it's so much easier for us to open the claims now and be timely versus um, opening something later. So that doesn't hurt you at all, get the claim open, it's easier to withdraw it, and, and don't sweat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So now, uh, again, like we said, we're thinking ahead. If uh, if we're looking at 2020, what do I have to think through? Are there dates that I need to be aware of? What about some of these fields? There was a lot of fields that maybe I didn't get anything on it, but I'm attempting winter wheat or a fall seeded crop. Just kind of give me the gamut of what has to be top of mind right now, Lucas. We get so caught up thinking about the harvest. These kinds of important deadlines or conversations can slip right past us. Yeah, so one thing I want to bring up um, is that, you know, if you've had prevent plant for the last couple of years, and there's some areas that have had some fields that are coming off back-to-back-to-back years of prevent plant, uh, it, may, it may be advantageous to try to plant wheat in that crop, depending on the rotation, if it works. Because what happens with the prevent plant rules is if you have so many years of prevent plant in a row, the insurance company can deny those acres to be paid for prevent plant next year. And we've been in a very wet pattern. If that continues, boy, I hope not, into next spring you know, those acres may not be eligible. So if, if it's dry enough this fall and you can put weed in it and it makes agronomic sense, I, I would recommend that. Um, I mean, I don't want anyone to go way out of their way to, to change the rotation or put wheat in a field that's not going to be successful at all. But it's something to consider. You know, if you're looking for some acres to put into wheat, prevent plant ground makes sense, especially if we're coming year after year. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, if you're um, – there are ways to um, – cover some alfalfa. If you do some alfalfa planting, there's a PRF policy that um, can be signed up in November that covers uh, just lack of rainfall for different fields. But as far as uh, stuff that's covered this fall, uh, PRF would be the last one before we get into kind of looking at the corn and bean crops for next year. Yeah. All right. Well, then let's start taking a look at next year. You know, it's all about risk management anymore these days. And you mentioned right at the outset of our conversation, Lucas, that we have got a lot of different tools that are out there, different looks, uh, something that you maybe were accustomed to using 10 years ago on the farm every year may not be the proper tool going into 2020, especially given the market volatility with the tariffs and so forth. So how do you just suggest that farmers sit down and take a look at their risk management plan for next year? Yeah, Pam, you're absolutely right. It's uh, crop insurance. There's so many different products and different options out there now that, you know, maybe taking the old approach, I'm going to just do what I did last year. You know, my my biggest fear is always that, you know, we get into a prevent plant year and and the prevent plant 
payment comes and it's not enough. Or we go through this fall and we have some losses and it's not enough. You know, insurance isn't there to make you money. It's just there to make you whole. And so I think it's very important that, that, uh, farmers sit down with their crop insurance agent, even start the conversations now. And we know a lot of the stuff that's going to happen for next year. Um, sit down, see how much, you know, if you have a claim, if you lose a crop, how much do you need to make you whole? You know, like I said, we're not trying to make you money, but we want to make sure when that crop insurance check comes, I hope it doesn't. I hope you got lots of bushels and we got good prices. Believe me, I hope that's the best outcome. But if that check, if that crop insurance check has to come, we want to make sure that it's covering all the bills. So it's definitely worth it to sit down and say, all right, if, if I prevent plant, how much am I going to get on this crop? Or if I have a loss, how much am I going to have coming back? I, there's different ways that we can get to those numbers that a farmer might need. And it's very important you sit down and so you're not surprised when that check comes, yeah. you know, you're knowing up front how much it's going to be. Have you seen, I'm just kind of curious myself, Lucas, as somebody that routinely is investing in crop insurance, is there a level where most farms seem comfortable? You know, is it that 70, 75, 80% coverage or what do you, do you find sweet spots that most farms generally like to lean toward? Um, so I can tell you, you know, industry kind of stats as a whole. Now, I, I'm not going to say that that's right for every farmer, but I would say a, a big, uh, I just ran the numbers. I think most of Wisconsin is at a, like a 75% revenue policy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's fairly inexpensive in most places. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that's the right coverage. Right, right, right. Um, um, but I would say that's a, a majority of what people take. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, that's kind of where people have sat. Now, if you go to different states, it's definitely different. You go south in yeah. Illinois, we're at 80, 85. We yeah. go to Minnesota, we're at 80%. Yeah. So it, it changes by level, mm-hmm. um, but that's why I want to make sure everyone's sitting down, knowing, making sure that whatever they get back is going gonna, is gonna to cover all the bills. And I know that this is well beyond your reach, Lucas, but have we heard anything or are there any concerns out there that we're going to see fluctuation on the, I'll call it cost share, the federal government's part of crop insurance expense for 2020? We don't see any of that coming, do we? No, the farm bill's in place. I, I don't see anything um, happening right now. Yeah. There's been no talk of it. Next time there's a farm bill, I think yeah. we'll always have to be defensive of the crop insurance mm-hmm. uh, industry. But right now, I think we're okay. All right. Beautiful. Excellent. We appreciate the update. That's Lucas uh, Conmey. He is the man you want to talk to when it comes to strategy with crop insurance. And I think what he made that point about you don't want to have to call on crop insurance to make your farm home whole. But for the past two years, it has become a very critical tool that keeps farms at least going in many regards. So talk to your Compere financial advisor on your crop insurance needs. What's the best risk management plan for your farm? And break the numbers down. That's what they're there for. And remember, any of the